imagine, if you will, a TV show wanted for the ages. A TV show 17 years ago in the making that came out this year in 2022. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Cinema Gems. And as always, I'm your host, the Admirable Admiral. And as always, we're in a video store somewhere in your hometown. So come find us. Yes, video stores still exist somewhere. And of course, my co-host is the illustrious Butt Maestro himself. How's it going, buddy? Hi, everyone. Uh, hi, Admiral. Uh, good to hear from you again. It's It's been weird trying to, like constantly traverse the multiverse uh and you know the video store being like a tardis and constantly sitting outside of space and time it's you know things are wibbly wobbly and weird but you know once a week we finally get to sit down and actually talk about the weird shit that we watch throughout the week independently of each other uh so hi mm -hmm. good to be back and uh hi everyone welcome uh. back to Cinema Gems. We are another podcast that mostly talks about movies, occasionally TV shows, and as of like literally last week, video games officially now. Occasionally. Hey, we did rap songs too. We did Hamilton a couple years back. Oh, we did, didn't we? We exactly. also we also haven't done like uh, a tasting on here in a while, but like, you know, we'll do that. We'll get there when we get there. That's a little bit weird to do okay. like in separate TARDISes throughout the multiverse. It's weird. No, are, you, are you kidding? No. We're in one TARDIS. It just happens to go throughout the same universe. There's a parallel universe where you have the Honorable Tesla and the Fantastic Frida as your Time Lords slash Time Ladies. <laughs> and, and they're ours. They're, they're, they're our Time Lords and Time Ladies. But I think the Honorable Tesla is going to go, oh, he's going up his stairs to the bed. He's like, oh, I'm going up. And the Fantastic Miss Frida's coming back down. Nope. Oh, we got we got ear flaps, people. Oh, we got ear flaps. Oh, buddy. Uh, uh, but guys, look. Let's just let's just start off. Let's start off with this. We have been asking for this show for seventeen years. <laughs> Some people hate it. Some people love it. Some people think it's okay. Now, us at Cinema Gems have decided to. And as Bud decided to, I meant basically me said it in front of the Butt Maestro, and immediately he was like, I love that shorthand. Talk about the Obi Show. The Obi Show. Let's talk about the Obi Show. That is literally going to be the title of this episode, the Obi Show. And people are going to be like, what the hell is the Obi Show? It's the Obi Show. So before the, we really get into the, the episodes and the plot and everything uh, and how we actually felt about this show, I just want to once again, like I do anytime we talk about Star Wars on the show, I want to remind our listeners, it's just Space Wizards. Don't take it's it too... It's for children. Don't, don't take it too seriously. Like, yes, it is so easy to, like nitpick star wars and its weird sci-fi space physics logic uh yes it is so easy to sit there and talk about how explosions in space should not happen how sound in space should not happen sure yeah that is all technically true just enjoy the damn space wizards <laughs> or not it is literally a children's show is meant for children star wars is meant for children i don't care how many people say it's like oh Oh, the Star Wars my childhood. Yeah, because it was you were a child when you were first introduced to it. Star Wars is for children. So for me, when I go back and I watch it, 
I kind of look at it through a nostalgic lens, but also a perspective. It's it's 100% nostalgic, but it's nostalgia that grows with you in some ways. Depending on depending on the love of your mythology. Right. And also in general like the love and lore of the world itself. So the Obi show is from the very first beat a continuation of the modern trend set by Dave Filoni and Joff Favreau of they probably wouldn't say this to George Lucas's face but they're fixing the prequels. Yep. They are. And and there In are the nicer there are can. nicer ways to say that, you know, they're enhancing the story, they're fleshing it out. So and yeah, no, they are fleshing out uh they're making order 66 make sense. And they're making uh, yeah. a, a lot of the decisions that seemed weird uh, in the prequels, giving them context and making them make sense. And I think it's really cool. I think this is all doing a prequel right. And it is all proving a concept that prequels, when properly researched and thought about, can be done right. And that the, um, the prequels as they came out, uh, the, the prequel trilogy as it came out, was not necessarily as bad as we all maybe thought it was back in the day. When it first came out. I have a very good feeling about this one. Yeah? I feel we're going to have the same kind of review uh, on this episode. So! Oh, I knew that, I knew that going into it. <laughs> <laughs> so um let's go let's go ahead and uh discuss uh the elephant in the room uh when this episode dropped um uh there was a uh school shooting within a couple of days of uh the release of this episode um so are, are you talking point, about it, uh the highland park fourth of july massacre no the uvalde the uvalde also yes uh, that that happened a few weeks ago now, uh, and then immediately yeah. followed up by the July Fourth fucking massacre. Yeah, something clearly needs to be done about this. And if you're not disappointed in your legislatures for not doing something about it, wherever you fall on the spectrum of this is a uh, gun control issue or this is a mental health issue. Either way, you should be mad that your legislature is doing nothing about either. Yes. Um, you should, like, stand up for what you think's right and talk about things. And contact your congressman. Contact your legislative branch and let them know how you feel. Do spam not Spam their emails. Unheard. Spam their mailbox. Just overwhelm them with grief and anger that we are all feeling right now and also make sure you're registered to vote and vote vote so they can hear you um but and yeah I, no so the opening sequence i'm sorry yes so okay i saw i see what you were doing because the show so also the, kind of does this uh where it gives yeah. you a little bit of a trigger warning in the very beginning hey given recent events uh this might hurt a little bit to watch. Uh, uh, 
I, wait, did you actually get that warning? Because I didn't. Maybe not in the first. Did you epi- rewatch it? Maybe not in the first okay. episode, but in later episodes where they show, and I forget which episode it actually popped up in. Uh, but there was a later episode. I believe it was uh, the third or fourth, whichever one, beginning of June. Um, where yeah, that it, and it was in the first scene where they have Order okay. 66 going on. Okay. Yeah, so this to me really like hit home and it dug in the audacity of how abrupt something can be. Yeah. Like, so I think it was an effective cold opening. Um, literally almost scared the shit out of me. No joke, because I was sitting there. I was like, "Oh, look, you know, they're, we're seeing we're seeing the ways of the Jedi. We're seeing the teachings of the Jedi," and then just interrupt. The door opens. Yep. Holy shit. Yep. Um. We and we see the Jedi Knight that was training the younglings did fight off a lot. Yeah. Fight off a lot, but inevitably, as most Jedi did, they fought. They fell because. They got winged by one, or they surrounded they, them. They were just overwhelmed by the numbers. Exactly. It that. wasn't because it wasn't because people were like, "Oh, well, you know." It w- look. The Order sixty six is in a an absurd concept to how it should have enacted on it. But as the bump maestro did quote, basically Dave Filoni and John Favreau. They're making the prequels make sense. Back, I, I think when we all worked, watched the prequels the first time, we all thought Order 66 made no sense because at the time we didn't, we, we were stuck on why would you have a built-in order in place where one of your armies, or where your army essentially sabotaged itself. And then over time, we've realized, oh, this was Palpatine's grand plan all along. He was the puppet master of both sides. And when he was ready for the Jedi, for, for everything to turn over, the droids would essentially shut themselves down. And the clones would turn all their Jedi at, at generals. And wi- this whole thing was constructed to wipe out the Jedi. This whole the whole clone wars all of the thousands of planets that were destroyed and billions of lives that were lost was all constructed to just corner the jedi and destroy them and it's fuck (laughs) oh see i read too much especially about like star wars and legend novels so like oh Okay, I'm one of the weird ones. I don't love the prequels, but I like two out of the three movies. Like, I definitely don't like Attack of the Clones. I love The Phantom Menace, but only in the past, like, five to six years. I've grown to love it. Okay? Uh, And Revenge of the Sith, of course, I love. So, to me, when I saw this, I was like... When I saw the grand scheme, I was like, okay. So, to me, I guess as a person who knows the lore and the mythology not saying i know more than you but my show because i know this this universe is very close to both of our we we, we're uh, probably about even 
I I'm, think I like I'm it a little bit more s- than you. I'm I'm gonna say uh, eh, I'm I'm gonna say we're a little bit in Star Trek. You're probably a bit ahead of me in lore knowledge. Oh really? I thought I it would have been the opposite. I will give you in Star Trek. You're probably <laughs> I thought it would have been the opposite. Bit, a little I. I think in Star Trek lore, you're a little bit ahead of me. In Star Wars lore, I think we're about even. Okay. Well, well, Lord of the Rings lore, I'm assuming you're like not it. eons ahead of me, but I you're a good it. like probably you ever read 15, 25 feet. Oh, God, here we go again. Here's the memes from Lord <laughs> of the Rings memes. Here we go. Let's consult the tablet no, together. No, no Silmarillion memes to get, uh, today. I'm just asking, have you read the Silmarillion? Because neither okay, have look, I, but I've listened okay. to the audiobook. All I gotta say <laughs> very is, very long. I don't even on one point two five speed. That's the only way I listen to books. Um, <laughs> all I have to say is that, t- speaking of of uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, I really okay? wish we could segue that audiobook talk into today's sponsor, Audible. Now we're, we're still not sponsored. It's okay. But hey, Audible, but, and I don't want to be sponsored us. by. I don't want to be sponsored by Jeff Bezos. Are you fucking no? Hell no. Hell no. Jeffrey Bezos. Um, no, I was saying that um, I do not like the writing of J.R.L. Tolkien. I cannot stand it. I'm sorry. I'm that person. I can't. I read The Hobbit and I was like, okay. I read por- part of Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Rings. I was like, I don't know. Maybe I'll give it another go. I just, it's not my cup of tea. I love the movies. I love the mythology. I love everything. The books, it's too old school for me. Like, there's a part of writing where I love, like, the old school, like, 1800s, and then upwards to probably about the 40s and 50s. But there's that time frame between, like, 1910 and 1945. And I'm just like, some of these books, the writing is really bad because y'all have had two wars and some of y'all, oh, sorry. Sorry, that's a whole other thing. I'm sorry. That's At Admiral, it's, it's Admiral, all. the day may come where I tell you how wrong you are about Tolkien's writing, but it is not this day. Okay. okay. <laughs> this day we fight now. Um. But, uh, that's where we're really talking about the Lord of the Rings. Oh, no, the, just kidding. A the, sword day, the a red day, ere the sun rises. <laughs> no, we will talk very deeply about Lord of the Rings and Tolkien lore one day. Uh, I really want to. I've already told you. I've already told today. you. It's going to be a, it's going to, it would be, it would literally be. So what, if you watch the director's cut of the Lord of the Rings movies, those I was going to say we can I was going to say we can save that for when the uh, Lord of the Rings Amazon show comes out later this year. Well, no, I was going to say all we got to do is an hour and a half each episode. Like we we <laughs> watch the director's cut in half, so it's oh six episodes. We can do that one day. I'm I don't know. What what I'm do you all think? 100% fine with that. I'm, I'm talking to the Cinemaniacs. I'm talking to the listeners. Oh, what sorry. do y'all think about that idea? Do y'all want to hear us just reacting to the Lord of the Rings extended movies? If so, please tell us at cinemagems15 at gmail.com or you can tweet that at us at cinemagems underscore pod. <laughs> I think yeah, it would be because, a really fun uh, idea, but I want to know what y'all think. Because, of course, uh, the, adm- uh, the Admiral is me. But the butt is yes. like... Uh, I want to do 
I want to do blah, 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 and you didn't think I'd be okay with it? I'm like, okay. Like, I was like, let's go. <laughs> and you were just like, I think you were in awe of that. You were like, what the fuck? How? Okay, cool. So, but we're not talking about... We're, we're talking not about talking about Lord of the Rings today, unfortunately. And we haven't even got to the end of the first episode. We're still in the first ten minutes. Where we meet baby Leia Organa, played wonderfully by... Let me get to the... Hang on, where's where's the actress's name? Fucking Vivia Lyra Vivalin? Blair. This oh. girl is amazing. Oh my god. They focused all of their writing on this show. On her uh, and Ewan McGregor. And holy crap, it shows. Like, yeah, I can sit I... here and nitpick various things about the show that I think didn't line up 100%. Her and Obi-Wan are not those things. <laughs> to be clear, I loved young Leia. She was absolutely adorable i think they tapped into the attitude and mentality not just of princess leia the character but also carrie fisher the person going as far as to name the droid lola after carrie fisher's i think it was her her cat uh i think so uh patron would know more than i do uh let me text her real quick she's in the other room but uh, I'll confirm that you go ahead and um, you go ahead and uh, talk about that. But no, I 100% agree that little Leia. They literally got a time machine, went back in time, got and got Carrie little Fisher, Carrie Fisher, and just did this series. Now there are some things that I don't like. Okay, yeah. Okay, let's talk about it. The chase sequence through the woods. Look. I was okay I still, with it I think because that was fine. I think that was, I was fine. Look, I was okay with it only for one reason. It's Disney. That's it. I was like, it's Disney. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it because it's Disney. Did you see fucking needles though? Did you see yep. needles? Yep. Okay. So funny side, funny segue about this about this part. So for people who don't know, needles is played by Flea. And Back to the yep. Future 2. Um, literally, as soon as he pops on screen, me and Patron are watching. I was like, it's Needles. It's Needles. It's Needles. It's Needles from Back to the Future 2. And Patron's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? So I look it up and I go, it's Needles. It's Flea. And she's like, holy shit, that's Flea. I was like, yeah. She's, she's like, yeah, we knew that. And I was like, and he plays Needles. And she's like, okay. So now whenever he's in anything, I'm like, hey, babe. It's needles. It's needles. And it's so fucking hilarious. And he also plays <laughs> Donnie from the Wild Thornberries. Oh, that's actually really cool. I didn't know that. That's um, really cool. All right. Uh, so the first episode's basically just an establishment of the character, just to show how Obi-Wan is... Has depression about he basically has ptsd i'm assuming from the war from order 66 would you say yeah oh Uh, for sure he feels like he's broken um from order 66 from all of his friends dying from uh everything that he believed to be true and sacred being snuffed out in an instant so yeah he's pretty mentally emotionally psychologically fucked right now 
Exactly. And we see to see we see his mundane life that he be- which where the hell did that whale come from in the middle of nowhere or is that a sand whale? I have no idea. Okay. Um, also, I saw a meme that made me laugh. It had uh, it had him cutting the meat, and it had Gordon Ramsay going, "It's fucking raw." Uh, so that made me laugh. Um, <laughs> and also we get to see uh, Uncle Owen. <laughs> we get to see Uncle Owen back, and I like seeing Uncle Owen back because you know I like Joe Edgerton as Uncle Owen. To me, I, that I is love his Joel role. Edgerton. Fantastic casting. They even brought Aunt Beru back from the prequels. Oh, you mean Aunt Beru is like, uh, it's like popping and locking. She, yep. she knew. She's great. I love her. She's like, we staying. You crazy? Oh, the Honorable Tesla and the Fantastic Street are are checking out. That's what they're doing. I don't know if you guys can hear that. Are, are they okay? Oh. They're fine. Are, they're just are, they, are they perturbed by something? I think they're perturbed by the lack of our, uh, the lack of our they, they faith to keep staying on target. They 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 find your lack of faith disturbing. No, basically they they find our lack of faith to stay on target. Because not only are they time lords, they're little Jedi masters. Yes. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Um. Uh. So. Basically, <laughs> Jimmy Schmitz comes back, my man. Which I like him as this character too, but but only as the prequels went on, if that makes sense. Yes. Like in the in the second episode, I'm just like. Oh, I'm sorry. Attack of the Clones, Episode Two, Star Wars. Um, as as Bail Organa. Yeah, I just it's sometimes it's like okay, like cool, but in Revenge of the Sith, he really fucking sinks his teeth into that role. Like he, he really fucking, he really got a chance to sink his teeth into it uh, in Revenge of the Sith, and then even more so in these. Uh, also, in, what about uh, uh, in Obi Wan Rogue One? Rogue One? What are you talking about? Oh, yeah. And Rogue One, he was able to, like, relive that. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Look, the prequels have been fixed. It's inevitable. It was going to happen, even if they remade them. So, just understand that this show is going to be more on the we liked it sort of view than the it's okay, it's fine review. So look, if let's, it's not your cup of tea, real quick, there's one more point we need to talk about in this first episode, and then we're just gonna speed run the rest of the episodes because once they've spent time establishing the characters in this, it all flies by really quickly. Yep. At least that's how it felt to me. Like the most long, yep. drawn out parts of the show were when they were establishing who all of our players are and where they're at in their lives and why they are where they're at, and that includes. The Inquisitors. Uh, these are the same Inquisitors, uh, Order of Inquisitors, that we saw in um, Rebels, uh, and that we saw in the Clone Wars. No, no, not the Clone Wars, just Rebels. Sorry. Um, and that we saw uh, they... in the Jedi Fallen Order game. Yes. Uh, and also, 
I think they showed up. Oh no, they showed up in a couple books. That's what I remember them. Yeah. Um, so. So the yeah. Inquisitors. For anyone who doesn't know about weird Star Wars lore, uh, that's not necessarily in any of the movies yet. Uh, <laughs> yet. <laughs> I mean, you never know. Sorry. Um, sorry. I'm sorry. Because there's a lot there. Uh, not the least of which being, Vader is deliberately breaking the Sith rule of two to have multiple. You know, D to A tier former Jedi as apprentices slash bounty hunters, assassins. Like, he's, he's got a bunch of apprentices, and most of them are, at best, B tier Jedi. Like the Grand Inquisitor, if you dig into the lore a little bit, Admiral, do you know where he comes from? Do you know his backstory? Go ahead. I know which planet he's from, but go ahead. Uh, before Order 66, he was the Jedi Temple Guard. He was one of the guys with a gold lightsaber. Oh, shit. He had the yeah. yellow one. He had the yellow one from he had, Rebels. He had the yellow From lightsaber. Rebels. From yes, Rebels. that one. So Your favorite uh, TV show. Yeah, he is the most badass of this group. It only gets worse from there. <laughs> They're all like uh, B to D level Jedi to the point that Reva, one of the main uh, antagonists of this show was a padawan when order 666 went down and she is still suffering ptsd from watching her current master slaughter her friends and her teachers at the jedi temple and she has never fully convinced herself that that was right she's never like she's tried to convince herself like yeah that was the right thing to do destroy the jedi but there's a part of her that's still pretty fucked up by it Clearly. Yeah, and also to have her find out later that uh, Anakin Skywalker, which is known as Darth Vader in this, um, knew that she was alive and let her live. He's like, you didn't think I knew that? I was like, holy shit. Damn. Uh, But yeah, also you're talking about the rule of two. Um, Look at Count Dooku and... Uh, Ventress. L- look at um, Emperor Palpatine and Darth Maul. Like, look, the Sith are always like rule of two. They, I'm gonna have some here, backup. Here's the TLDR of a bunch of weird old Republic lore in the Star Wars universe. Uh, the rule of two is a thing that a Sith made at the very at the, essentially when the Jedi, old Republic Jedi, had destroyed the Sith. They had destroyed the Sith except for one. And that one Sith remaining, Darth Bane, was like, okay, so the worst thing about the Sith was all of our infighting. Because we were all driven by hatred and anger. And a lot of that was directed at each other instead of at our enemies. So from now on, there's only going to be two two Sith at a time. A master and an apprentice. And it's going to be the apprentice's job. Like, literally their whole existence is to one day usurp their master and keep the cycle going until one day that's been happening long enough for the sith to have amassed enough power to over yeah and that's literally what palpatine fucking did i mean he did have i'm pretty sure he knew about the i'm pretty sure he knew about the inquisitors i'm pretty sure he knew he had to know The, the empire's too big 
for Vader to have this one tiny thing and have it be a secret? What do you think? Do you think yeah. he knew? You think he knew? Probably. So. I think he was also the uh, one that was like, we're going to take these Jedi and move them somewhere else. Mm-mm. That's what I was with that. So this first episode ends with uh, little Princess Leia uh, getting kidnapped. By needles. Reva sent a bunch of bounty hunters to kidnap this princess to get Obi-Wan's attention. Because she's obsessed with capturing Obi-Wan. Because needles. Uh, we go on to the next episode. Uh, Obi-Wan gets to a planet where the tracker takes him to and finds Haja. Do you want to talk How about... How much you did talk, you laugh? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you want to talk about the Blade Runner influence of this planet? Well, yeah, or obviously the Blade okay. Runner influence of this planet. I just want to make sure. beautiful. Did it's you also great. know? I loved it. the The girl that's like, "Hey, uh, are you looking for uh, for a girl?" Yeah, that's you and McGregor's daughter. How awesome is that? How fucking awesome cool! So that means that she's the third generation of yep. the McGregor family line, because as we know, uh, Wedge Antilles was Ewan McGregor's uncle. Right. So it's just like, wow! It's just, it's sorry. Go ahead. No, it's fucking cool. You're right. Uh, but how much did you laugh when you saw Kamal Nanjiani as Haja? This totally uh, like phony from the get-go Jedi. Not oh, a see, Jedi. I, I legit... Have you ever seen Silicon Valley? Bits and pieces on YouTube. I always think that his... Uh, that uh, Kamal... Uh, I feel Kamal like his character feel like his character is just a six degrees of separation from that character no matter what he plays any fucking role i think in an alternate universe he was a silicon valley tech nerd that had to fight with guilfoy over time <laughs> sorry that's just me that's just me i'm just like okay so we're so for me i was like how the fuck does jedi guilfoy happen and then i was like oh wait is he the guy who's the passenger that let him on? That's what I think. But yes, no, I 100%. I laughed so hard, but I also was like, oh my God, you're so fucking fake. But okay. Okay. But Sorry. That's from kind the of the charm of the character is yeah. like, he's not a bad dude. He's just not above scamming some richer people to get by, which. Yep. At that point, is just an unfortunate uh, reality of a failed society. <laughs> nudge, nudge, the Empire is an allegory for modern America. Nudge, nudge. Uh, but anyway, we, uh, we get to Haja, uh, and he tells Obi-Wan where they've probably uh, taken Baby Leia to. Um, yeah. Sorry, uh, one of my headphones died, and it was in the other room, uh, so I had to run out of uh, the TARDIS oh, in no. order to grab. But it's fine. It's fine. Oh, I didn't no. pause the recording. It's fine. I didn't pause the recording. I just let you vamp. I was quick as lightning. <laughs> um, but in, in the meantime, Reva is disobeying orders and putting new bounties on Kenobi's head, uh, causing all the mercenaries to be like, oh shit, that guy. So they're trying to go on the lam. Meanwhile, baby Leia is being fucking adorable and rambunctious and just 
Oh, I love it. Um, and they kill needles. They kill needles. They, they kill needles. Uh, Kenobi barely escapes, but Reva tells Obi-Wan mm-hmm. for the first time, Obi-Wan knows Anakin is not dead. Anakin is Darth Vader. We are seeing And he the has more PTSD. Uh, and also, sorry, the f- there, there, there's a garbage truck that's uh, backing up outside of the uh, TARDIS right now. So if you hear a noise, I am sorry. But it's fine. Okay. You, you good? No, I'm fine. Go ahead. With what you're talking about. Um, I was going to say that this moment where Reva reveals to Obi-Wan, Anakin is alive. He didn't die on Mustafar. Uh, and then immediately followed up by Reva stabbing the Grand Inquisitor. And everyone who watched Rebels going, wait a minute, what? Oh, when it happened, I was like, um... Are they conning a show that's less than 10 years old already? Oh, I was just like, no, I was like... No, it turns out later they're not doing that. I was like, okay... He's not yeah. dead though, right? Or maybe since you're doing the different forms of media... Dead. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, f- spoilers. But it's fine. If you didn't... If you listen to this... that If you look, if you listen to this and... You know, know that we're going to spoil anything. That goes for exactly. pretty much anything we talk about. Exactly. It's hard for exactly. us to talk in depth about something without getting a little spoilery. Exactly. Um, so just bear that in mind. And uh, also, let's run the rest of these episodes because this takes takes them on a journey through the galaxy of essentially a cat and mouse chase uh, with Obi Wan and these. They're not rebels yet. They're really refugees. Yeah. Most of them are innocent civilians who are unarmed, have no training, don't want any military training. They just want to live normal fucking lives. What about Tala? I appreciate... Oh, yeah, and, and Tala being a former Imperial who was like, I did not sign up for this. This is yep. not what I fucking signed up for. Uh, so, yeah. And I like the episode where... You know, with Zach Braff's in the uh, the alien outfit, uh, that whole oh my God. that whole weird desert like farmer episode where he almost said hello there, but he was just like, "Hello." <laughs> um, uh, and I also like how he's the one that almost fucked it up for the Empire. He was like, "Don't be quiet, Leia," and he's like, "Wait, I thought you said her name was this." Oh, her mother was named Leia, and she has her mother's eyes, and we get the point. Where it shows how much uh, Ewan's like, I want to tell you so bad that your father is Darth Vader, but I can't because that would kill you. That would literally kill you. That would destroy you. Um, So, (laughs) um, Jesus, I, yeah, this show is great. That scene haunted me for a few days. Because yeah. that is oddly reminiscent of some very real people. I'm, I'm not saying you should be paranoid of all your neighbors. But if your neighbor is wearing, is, is sporting a flag 
And that flag is a clear messaging of, I am not okay with your kind of people. <laughs> Maybe yeah. stay the fuck away from them. <laughs> like, definitely do not trust them. No. Uh, so, this whole episode I really like because it was more about seeing young Leia and actually realizing why she called her own son in the sequel trilogy Ben. Like ben. it shows oh, absolutely. It shows how much absolutely. respect she had for this man. Now I have to say I was only a little bit disappointed in the beginning uh, when we didn't hear Bail Organa at any point say help me Obi-Wan Kenobi you're my only hope. I was glad I was kind of waiting happen. for that. I didn't want it. I didn't want it because because he doesn't have to he that's his friend. He doesn't have to call him Obi-Wan Kenobi. Leia has to call him Obi-Wan Kenobi because she hasn't talked to him in 10 or was it 10 or is it 9 or 10 years? So she's literally right. like, "Hey, look. We know each other. You're my only hope because I know that you don't want to be a Jedi and I know that you don't you literally fear everything, but I need your help, man. Like, to me, that was a... Now, also, this is a retrospective, like, review of consuming all media that is Star Wars and realizing and analyzing scenes from the movies in your head over and over again because that's all you do all day. Sorry, yes, I'm that person. But it makes more sense that she would say it and not her dad who's best friends with him. Just me. that's 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 how I view it. I'm sorry, that's me. No, that's totally fair. Um, so yeah, we get the episode where uh, Obi Wan has to find uh, um, Leia in this fortress. We find the fortress oh, that of the uh, or the Inquisitors. Okay, um, so you mean the video game and, level episode? That's what, oh my. god. God, I kind of loved it though. I did too. Yeah, it's kind of a video game episode, but like uh, I kind of loved it because I liked video games. I do. I did like it, but I was just upset at one thing, and one thing only. What's that? He pulled out his lightsaber, and he's not supposed to be Obi Wan Kenobi. Sorry, to me that was the only part where I was like, "Oh, why don't you just pick up a gun? Well, just just pick up a gun." You're supposed to be hiding from the Sith. Hey, uh, I'm Obi-Wan. Look at me. Because they're so uncivilized. Oh, is that it? For a more elegant age. (laughs) For a more elegant age. Well, it's not elegant. It's a more civilized age. For a more civilized age. Now it's a less civilized age now, okay? Let's go. Um, There you go. But no, look. that's That's the only thing that I griped about me about this episode was that. That was the thing where I was like, "Oh my god, why are you? Why are you?" To, go ahead. Do Do we want to finally talk about part five and the flashbacks that we get? Oh, are we talking because about? Are we not going to lie, this was one of my favorite parts of the whole show. Are we talking about forty year old Padawan flashing back to Hayden Christensen with the rat tail? sparring with obi-wan in the council chambers and it being uh, the same exact fight that they fought in revenge of the sith very close yeah 
it's like they fucking they're like we've battled each other before. Like, so do you think this is right after uh, the Attack of the Clones? Most likely, yeah. Okay, like so. Okay, because he looks like a forty-year-old Padawan. I'm sorry, that's the best meme I saw of that episode. Because <laughs> it just had Hayden Christensen's face imposed on Steve Carell's poster body, and it said "40-year-old Padawan." <laughs> it made me laugh. Oh my song. god! Um, it's oh so true, god. though. It's so true, though, because if you, you go back and look, he looks old as fuck. As that character. Uh, as that character. As that I character. I will respectfully disagree. I loved that part. I no, loved getting I, I this could, backstory. I loved getting a moment of them being brothers and bonding in a way that we didn't get to see in the prequels. No, I'm, I'm completely agreeing that I love this scene. I'm just like, okay. Once it's pointed out to you, sorry, I, I 100% agree that I love this scene. I'm not dis, I'm not discrediting it at all. I'm letting you know that now. I love this scene. Can I say that I would much rather them have Hayden Christensen looking like a 40-year-old Padawan than have him not there at all and have it be like his face from the prequels CGI'd onto the You mean digitized, de-aged? Oh no, I would hate it. I would I would 100% hate it. I love it. That would have been infinitely worse. I can oh. absolutely suspend my disbelief and try to convince myself. Because how long have we been watching movies where teenagers are played by 25-year-olds? Like, it started around The Breakfast Club, and it hasn't stopped. Uh, I think The Breakfast Club, they were, like, in their late teens. Still Boy. much older no, no, than look, the characters look, they played. Look. I'm not saying I hate it. I'm just saying I love this scene. I love it. I 100% love it. And I'm glad they didn't de-age his ass because I would hate it if they de-aged him. I would 100% hated it. Not like Hayden um, killing it promotes in Reva this the Grand Inquisitor. Episode. Oh, you didn't even Va- uh, miss my Vader joke. promotes Reva to Grand, Impri- uh, Grand Inquisitor uh, and... They track Obi-Wan down to the PATH facility on this other planet. Uh, and yeah, if we haven't mentioned it yet, the PATH is is the refugees. It's, yeah. it's people who are not necessarily fighting the, the Empire yet. They're not trying to pick a fight. They're literally just trying to get together and survive away from the Empire. <laughs> Did you see Cal uh, Castus and uh, some of his imagery that he scrolled down in that area with uh, that Obi-Wan was looking at? I didn't. I didn't realize that was Cal. Okay. No, no, no. It wasn't like it wasn't. It wasn't his name, but it was like some edging that he did. Like, uh, like, uh, w- one of the people that I talk to on a regular basis, uh, they were asking me, "Do you think Cal Kestis is going to show up?" And I was like, "No, he would get his own series." And lo and behold, two weeks later, after me voicing that into the universe. It is going to happen. He is going to get an, an a series of his own. The same actor who did the 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 kid from Showtime, yeah. the Joker from yeah, yeah, Gotham. Yeah. Uh, he yep. is yep. he is going to play Cal Castus in a TV series, and I'm really looking forward to that too because I love that game. Good, he's a phenomenal actor. I've never actually played Fallen Order, but I've watched. The, is it the, the spiders? Movie, all the cutscenes. Is it the spy? No, it's just, I'm just bad at Dark Souls style games. 
Oh, sorry. It's me too, but I love Star Wars, so Star Wars won out. Um, Fair. Uh, and then we get to see... I will say, I'm te- I, I'd am be more tempted if there were more lightsaber customization options. I'll be honest. Oh, see, I, I immediately got... I accidentally got the double-bladed part immediately, like within the first level of a game that I shouldn't have. <laughs> so I just... I kept it. I got, How? Yeah. I, I fell down... I fell down part of it and found a partition and I went through and I'm just like, okay. I was like, they're like, oh, you <laughs> customized double blade. I was like, I don't think I should have this, but okay. <laughs> awesome. Like, like I, like the first planet I went to, you know, I did the, the standard, you know, training and everything. And then I went to the next planet and then I went back to the first planet. So gaining something. So my robot was able to open it up. And so that's how it happened. I was just like, oh my god, I should not have this. And I wrecked fucking Stormtroopers the rest of the game. <sighs> Amazing. Yeah. Um, so I can understand why you, why you think that about the customization of the lightsabers. Uh, yeah, I wish there was a little bit more free abilities. Because so, I'm not saying I would want a hilt, but maybe I want a fork. Maybe I want a trident. A cross guard? A trident. Yes, the cross guard. Sorry. But maybe I want a trident. Maybe I want to try that lightsaber. Whatever I want. My my ideal lightsaber is gold uh, with a black uh, hilt, like black metal hilt, with uh, the the cross guard. Mm. Like I own what the the lightsaber itself to be gold, and not like the the sparkly craggly cross guard lightsaber like Kylo's. Like no, it wouldn't be fucking broken. It'd be a clean looking lightsaber, but with with the cro- I love the cross guard. I think that's so fucking practical and cool. Uh, I mean, that's understandable. Mine would be more green. Just you, you would go green. I would go green. Gre- green or teal? No, it would be green. One hundred percent lime green. Like one hundred percent. Like I could, if I could make it electric green, it would be electric green. Um, <laughs> I can see that. Uh, uh, but we get the we get this stand where uh. The, the empires are trying to fight their way through this uh, through the paths facility uh, and we get this really cool tunnel fight where the stormtroopers are all narrowed into a choke point and they're being taken out and Obi-Wan tries to go up and be a hero and he gets a little bit fucked up and uh, what what's her fucking name? Tala. Uh, Tala goes oh. up and oh, I love like how she like... sacrifices herself. Okay, so I don't know about you, but I got Red Dawn flashbacks when she's like, this is a notch for everyone I killed. I'm like, oh my god. Oh god. Why? Why are you saying this? Why? Don't say this, please. Don't t- yep. I'm like, okay, well, you're dead. You're dead. And she goes out like a boss. Oh, yeah. Like a boss. Um, like a boss. Uh, and then they get the shuttle working, but I love... I'm assuming it was remote control, but but I love when Vader gets down to the planet and uh, they release yeah. one ship up and you see the fucking goddamn strength that he fucking had to pull out a starship. Oh, he goes full force unleashed. 100%. Just rips the fucking hull open. Nothing's there. Nothing's there. It's, it's pretty great. It's a decoy. It's it's pretty great. It's a decoy, which I stand by. 
I stand by this, and I was talking to Patron about this. If uh, Reva wanted to attack Vader, she should have done it while he was pulling the ship down. But she was also probably in such fucking awe that he was fucking doing that. Yeah. She's probably sure. like, what the Just fuck? Just blown away like, oh my god, this dude's fucking powerful. Uh, maybe second guessing this whole attacking one of the most powerful warriors in the universe. Yeah, but I also guess that would probably be her perspective of what we saw. I'm assuming that now, like, going about and re- re- reanalyzing that scene in my head, that's probably was her POV. Um, yeah. But, oh my god. And then immediately just flies away. And then I love how uh, he goes to, she goes to attack him, and he, she, they fight, and he straight up owns her ass. He's like, you didn't think I knew about that Padawan? You didn't think I saw that? He was he was waiting to use Padawan on her. He was fucking waiting. He was like, oh, you think you're funny? I know something you don't. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then we get to see the Grand Inquisitor come back, and we're just like, hey, he's not dead. We're like, okay, cool, that makes sense. <laughs> Did he say hello there? Oh, no, he just said hello. No, not yet. He just said hello. So I love what I love. So we finally at the last episode. We're finally at the last episode, um, and Reva is now tracking down Luke because as she was left for dead by Vader, she saw the little tracking thing that Bail Organa had given uh, Obi Wan that says, "I'm going to find his son." Holy shit, Vader has a son too. What the fuck? So she's going to track down Luke. Meanwhile, uh, Obi-Wan tells everyone on this refugee ship, alright, I'm gonna go Leroy Jenkins this shit and just go 1v1 with Vader to hopefully distract him and hopefully he's still... Like, he's using his knowledge of Anakin as a person to outwit Darth Vader because Darth Vader can say all he wants that Anakin is dead, but his hubris is still there. Yep. He wants to he wants to defeat his old master. Um Obi-Wan understands the advantage he has over someone who is trapped in a perpetual mental state of stunted growth, stunted emotional growth. And he also uh, knows because that he's the rebel the oh, sorry, the refugee alliance um bar- biggest bargaining chip. Like, he can say Leia is, he can say Luke is, but as long as he is alive, he is the hugest bargaining chip they have. The hugest one. Huge. Um, The hugest. uh, And then, to be honest with you, after that, uh, he leads off. Did you see the Inquisitor's face? (laughs) When Vader's like, no, after Obi-Wan. Did you see his face? I, I don't know. It was kind of out of focus, but yeah, he gave I, a honestly, smirk. I need more of <laughs> I need more of Vader interacting with the Grand Inquisitor, and knowing what we know about the Grand Inquisitor—that he was a Jedi Temple guard, which means he was a very well-established, powerful Jedi. Looking at Darth Vader, like, okay, you fucking child, I should be in your position, but you know what? I don't want to go one v one with the Emperor, so you can handle that drama. <laughs> okay, uh, it's then. It's like, it's like someone who purposely stays in the assistant manager role because they know how much of a nightmare the manager role is. And having to be the 1v1 with corporate all the time. It's like, 
you know what? No thanks. You can handle that. I'm fine with the assistant manager position. It pays me enough. I'm good. All right, Dwight. <laughs> uh, no, Dwight wanted to be lord of everything. <laughs> that's why he. Isn't that why he bought the the land? That <laughs> yes, that's literally why he bought the property. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, we're, we're not talking about The Office. we got to finish the Obi stay Show. Stay on target. Uh, so, The Obi Show. Uh, we get to see... Okay. So, let me give you an idea of how we watched uh, The Obi Show while moving to uh, Central Florida. So, yep. we watched the first two episodes uh, in, in New Orleans. Okay. And then, on the Friday after, uh, we got internet like the day before, so we were watching it while Chef Miyagi was with us, and he was like, what's this? And he was so intrigued by this, we told him he could go watch it, and he watched, when he got back home, he watched the first two episodes, and he's been watching along with us. He's been watching the Obi show with us. Um, I wasn't in time to ask uh, uh, Chef Miyagi exactly what he thought about the Obi show, but from what I saw of him, he was liking it. So I'm assuming he's like, yeah. Uh, and so the last episode, we watched it with, P- with Patron Silver. She had no idea what was going on. <laughs> she was just like, what is going on? She's like, wait, that's Darth Vader? She's like, yeah, he's like, whoa, he moves pretty fast. Like, it's like, yeah, look, we don't know why he's hurt, but like, it's okay. It's okay. So watching it from those two different perspectives was hilarious and beautiful at the same time. And it's, I'm sorry, but it, to me, it was the best way to watch the series. Um, but this fucking episode, oh my God. Vader had the high ground. Yeah, no, it's it's Vader insane. had the high the ground. Final one v one showdown between Vader and Obi Wan. The only thing I was slightly disappointed by was when he buried Obi Wan, and he was up on you know like, that he didn't shout down. It's over, Master. I have the high ground. <laughs> My only disappointment of this whole sequence, but the rest of it, ten out of ten. It was intense. It was fun. Uh, I got chills when he said, I will do what I must. Holy shit. Um, I also like that basically it was established by Darth Vader that you didn't kill Anakin. I did. And I love how yeah. Obi-Wan just like, after apologizing, literally completely 100% sorry. Not like a fake apology at all. Like, legit yeah. was like, I'm so sorry. And then Vader just going, uh, you don't have to be sorry about shit. He's dead. I'm different now. I, I think, and this is just my personal headcanon, that sounded like a little bit of Anakin reaching out and saying, no, this isn't your fault. Okay. That, that, that sounded like a little bit of Anakin... Uh, correcting having, his master still having a little bit of love little bit of respect okay for his old friend okay i guess that's why even though like he has been 100 ter- ter- turned down a different path 
uh, that that is still him reaching out and going, look, I still respect you, and like you're you're good. Let's fight. You didn't do this. Let's fight. I hate you for different reasons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, so that's why when he had the high ground. I personally was glad he didn't say it because if I ha- if they had that, I thought that would have been too fan servicey. Like they had enough fan service in this show, and to me, that would have been just we got hello there from Ewan McGregor. I mean, to me, I was like, okay, you get that one, but to me, that's personally that's how I feel. Is I didn't mind, I didn't mind him not saying I have the high ground because to me, it was that's just how I feel. Sorry. I, I I so before we wrap up talking about this uh, this series the Obi show and before we wrap up this episode I'd be missing a massive opportunity if I didn't real quick talk about John Williams theme for Obi Wan Kenobi in this show go ahead because it is goddamn beautiful his use of horns to carry the melody his use of the strings with the ostinato it is absolutely perfect. No one knows how to write music in the Star Wars world, specifically new themes that fit so perfectly in the Star Wars world, like John Williams. With the exception of whoever wrote uh, the main theme for Star Wars Republic Commando, like that shit's pretty epic. But Bad for time. I'll I don't think that's out. John Williams. Yeah. Uh, but John Williams' theme for this, if you didn't get to watch the YouTube video, I believe it's on YouTube, of uh, John Williams premiering this theme at Star Wars Celebration with a live orchestra, it is fucking phenomenal. So watch this 90-something-year-old man conducting a full orchestra with a theme that he wrote for a TV show. is <laughs> fucking inspiring. Goddamn. John Williams is the fucking man. Uh, you want the composer of Republic Commando, the Star Wars game? Sure. Uh, Jess Harlan? J-E-S-S-E Harlan? Yeah. Um. Okay. Oh, and... You did a good, you did a fucking good job. Uh, and isn't he doing, uh, didn't he say his last film was going to be Indiana Jones 5, or did I just misread that? I, I... So, GLaDOS is mother uh the the original programmer um gave me actually a snippet from the newspaper an article all about uh john williams big air quotes retiring from composing (laughs) sure like i believe that because john williams has big air quotes retired from composing at least a dozen times now like i remember when supposedly the last score he was going to compose was memoirs of a geisha Oh, see, I always thought it was. I so, always thought it was the fourth Indiana Jones. He was like, "I'm retiring," and I'm like, "Nope." He came out. He came out of retirement for Indiana Jones four, and then he retired again, and then he came out of retirement for Force Awakens, and then he retired again, <laughs> and then he came out of retirement for like this dude cannot get any goddamn sleep. Um, well, it's because he's got kids the, playing outside of his house. Did you see that one? Have you seen that video? The kids, the so, kids play the force team. Let, let's let's wrap this up real quick so, because uh, uh, and also I, I did want to mention there, there is a massive rainstorm. Hap- there is a massive thunderstorm uh, happening outside of the annex right okay. now. Uh, uh, so I, I don't know how much longer I'm going to have power. One for. thing, 
um, that uh, Carrie Fisher had the had her bird named Benny Carl. Uh, the uh, the meme made okay. it out to be it was named Lola, but it's not true. Sorry, let's just I'm sorry. We Cinema Gems, we do our oh. research. Cinema Gems, we do our research. Well, some of us occasionally we do our some research. of us we mean our better halves do most of the research. Let's be honest. Um, that's actually yep. true. Shout out to Glados and Patron. Yeah. Uh, but look, so we get to see this amazing fight, and we get to see basically Obi Wan see that he has control of the force still by just a moving rock is able to go ahead and break free attacks vader again vader's like oh i'm I'm hot shit man i'm walking back home basically gets his helmet smashed and he sees anakin's fucking face like that scene's also that's also really good uh but then he basically kicks vader's ass leaves yeah goes home realizes that reva is chasing luke uh gets gets to uh the lars farm really quickly and yeah basically shows aunt Beru is packing and uh uncle owen did not realize who he was marrying until after he married her um yeah uh, and then they fight uh they fight you know they have a really good good shot a good sequence of like a home invasion type style movie uh and then luke basically runs away like he's running from from uh tuscan raiders like and he gets knocked out by reva at which point reva has a flashback and a change of heart and she can't do it she can't do the thing that she watched anakin do to her friends and her teachers so she brings him back to the, the Lars farm and is just, hands him off and is just bawling, crying. And there's this amazing moment between Obi-Wan and her where he's telling her, look, you're free. You've, you've not let down your friends by showing mercy. In fact, you've given them justice by stopping the cycle. Yep. And that was a nice sequence because I really loved... I, I like her as a character and I was kind of like on the fence of really liking her because I'm like, oh, she's going to die at the end of the series. So why have any investment? But the fact that they made her character live now spouts that they can do books on her. They can do exposés on her, which is good because then I would love to di- dive, delp and dive, delp, dive deep into her mythology. That's why I love the most Absolutely. is 100% is how Obi-Wan, who literally three episodes ago, she was attacking him. And he's just like, hey, you're good. You're okay. You're hmm. fine. I believe you. Like the fact that he like she's hunting him and he's just like, you're cool, man. Don't worry about it. There's such respect yep. that he has for other life amazing um it it's fun every once in a while to watch compassion win someone over yeah that's why D is so fun because you can keep a running tally of how many uh evil npcs the party adopts really? <laughs> it's it's so great every every D group i've ever played with it's just like how many how many random npcs can we convince that we're good guys uh, so, 
So then we get to see the internet have an orgasm when Ewan McGregor says hello there, um, and then somebody put it on TikTok where it's OG <laughs> Obi-Wan, it's Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan from Revenge of the Sith, and it's Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan from The Obi Show. I'll say hello there at once. Yep. yep. And then we also... It's pretty great. And then we also, we get a nice little cherry on the top of this fucking dessert. And we get to see him interact with little Leia one more time. And she has finally, like, I guess she's kind of came to the thing of like, well, you know, if Obi-Wan says that the only thing I can do to change anything is to be a politician, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to grow up. And we see her, like, actually get ready to meet an official person. And it's just her best friend, Obi-Wan Kenobi, that she spent a week with. Like, the sheer joy yep. in her face when she realizes that it's him was wonderful. And to me, that's why that's why I 100% now understand, understand why she called uh, Adam Driver's character Ben Skywalker. I'm sorry, Ben Solo. Ben Solo, sorry. Sorry, I was thinking about Legends materials of Luke's son. Sorry. Didn't mean to do that. Go on. Um, the very last thing we see in this episode, in this series, is a- after he bids Leia farewell, he gets back to Tatooine, he has that meeting with Luke, and then walks away, and finally we see Liam Neeson came back to Star Wars, and the Force Ghost of Qui-Gon Jinn is going to show Obi-Wan how to live forever in the Force. Yep. I like how he's kind of sassy. that's the Obi show. I, I like how he's kind of says, like, I was always here. You just weren't ready. That That is classic Qui-Gon, 1, though. That's why we percent. love Qui-Gon Jinn as a character. 1,000%. Qui-Gon, to me, is how I feel about the mighty Thor. That, you know, I'm sure you, you, you know who um, I'm talking about. Before we get on, before we get on uh, about the rating system on cinema gems. Uh, I do want to address one thing and that the internet has been begging for a no. season two of no. the show. And of course you and McGregor is on board with a season two of the show. I agree with you. Admiral. No, this show does not need a season two. One and done. I am absolutely okay with maybe a uh, one or two episodes of Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn having one-on-ones and talks, but that doesn't need to be a whole series. Uh, We already know that Cal Kestis is getting his own TV show, as well as uh, Jedi Fallen Order number two. I think that's where Reva's story is going to continue. But other than that, the season two for Obi-Wan is Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. We already have a season two. It's Episode Four, So... You know, in case shit wasn't confusing at all. Uh, uh, so here on Cinema Gems, we have a rating system. Whole gem, amazing TV series. Loved it. Half gem, eh, you can skim through it. No gem, don't even waste your money. Admiral, what'd you think? A very shiny full gem. Full, full yeah, gem? full gem. I agree. Full gem. I absolutely loved this show. I watched the last three episodes 
uh, when I woke up this morning before I joined the Discord call with I you. wasn't able to. Um, Damn. I had other stuff to do. I went and did adult things. It's it's so much fun. Yeah. This this show is so much fun. And if honestly, if they want to do a season two, as long as they give it the same amount of thought and love for the series and love for the lore and expanding the lore while also fleshing out parts of lore that weren't expanded on before, sure, go for it. I'm same with Obi-Wan season one. I'm not holding my breath. You know, we waited how many years did you say? 17 yep. years? Uh, it's it's fine. We, we never counted on this happening to begin with. It was a pleasant surprise. So I'm not counting on a season two. But if it happens and it's good, I'll be pleasantly surprised. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind Qui-Gon showing up every, every, a little bit more than what he did. I would love that. Um, so that just leaves us with one important question. What did y'all think? Uh, y'all. Listeners, the people listening to this right now. Coming out. What did y'all think y'all. of the Obi show? Uh, at Cinema Gems. And what did y'all think of what we thought of the Obi show? That is our email address. And you can and you can tweet us at Cinema Gems underscore pod. Uh, and also Cinema Gems pod and, is the Insta. There you go. Uh, you can find all of our episodes on lowrainpictures.com. But remember when you go there, don't go sit in, go don't go to Cinema Gems first. Go to your 30 first. Listen to a bunch of their episodes. And then come over to Cinema No, Gems. you said it wrong. And then begrudgingly come to our tab. <laughs> yes. No, notice the significant drop in quality when you come over to Cinema Gems. But know that it's that, that's us. That's our show. Uh, and also, <laughs> guys, let us know what you want us to review. Um, I know that Dr. Uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness dropped on Disney Plus. Have you got a chance to watch that, uh, but Maestro? I haven't because I still haven't watched Spider Man. Really, don't need to watch Spider Man. They mentioned him once. But... I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get Spider Man on on Blu-ray for real okay. cheap. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, uh, um, I'm probably gonna run to Walmart and get Spider Man on. All Blu-ray. right. Well, whenever you do watch uh, Spider Man and or. Uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse. Doctor Strange and the 100% Multiverse. 100% fine with the, reviewing that with you uh, on the show. Because I think next week's The Boys, right? Because I know this this Friday coming up is the last oh, episode. Oh, wow. I need to catch up. Um, have you been watching Strange New Worlds? I. Strange New Worlds? No, oh, okay. I haven't. It's Sorry. Okay. I, have, I have too many things on my plate. How dare right you now. not consume I have everything? Not touched any of How dare things. you not consume everything that I give to you? Have you watched Stranger Things? Uh, I'm actually going on a protest and not watching it specifically because Netflix is being a bunch of dicks. That's the reason why I'm not watching it. Eh. See, I, I went the smart way and had a whole bunch of people over so you know people didn't have to you like get Netflix if they didn't already. Oh no, I have access to Netflix. I have, like, a, I have access to Netflix through a family member, but I just refuse to watch it. I'm like, I'm not watching out of protest. So I know we said at the beginning that we had some quarantine watch list things, but I'm going to ask to push those to next week. Like always, because, just keep pushing wow, it back. Just keep pushing it back. Just keep pushing it back. 
Well, because like always, we can't stop talking, and now we're an hour and 11 minutes in. If y'all made it to the hour and 11 minute mark, tweet at us at Cinema Gems. Wow. You're uh, insane, but well, I applaud. You're, you're insane, but I applaud you. Uh, Cinema Gems underscore pod for the tweet at us if you got this far. But look, it's Star Wars, so that's why it went over. Sorry, I got too excited and I was bursting at the seams. We, we get a little bit excited when it comes to Star Wars and lore and yeah. shit. Um, all I have to say, guys, is thank you, Kevin George, for letting us use your music. And also, Marty and the Arrogant Zerber, thank you for letting us use your website at lowerandpictures.com like we said before guys and we'll say it again they're better than us go to the your 30 listen to a very wonderful amount of their episodes and then begrudgingly come over to our tab because you feel like you have to and you're obligated because you heard about them through us um just guys remember that things are really hard right now and things are going things are tossing and tumbling everywhere but look have someone to talk to but also talk about self-care and care about you and care about yourself we're all going through our own things all we got to say guys is wipe your hooves and see you later but remember black lives always matter always bye guys bye guys